Patriot power. You're in the dog zone for an hour. Come on. You know the number. Dog Zone 9000, the best zone for fun and friendship. We are the creators of 1900hotdog.com, the final comedy website. Supported by listeners like you at this world web address. Listen, patreon.com slash 1900hotdog. I'm longtime internet funny man Sean Baby, and my partner is taking the A train to fashion. In his mustard socks and his ketchup sash, he is a real hot dog, Robert Brockway. I would actually wear the shit out of that. That is, that is a good idea. We should next time this is a video podcast. I'm gonna I'm gonna wear all that. Uh, here's a Brockway fact: I can hover four inches off the ground as long as you stay exactly where you are, and there are no follow up questions. No questions. We're here with the hippest cat in town. Ain't no doubt when he's around, he's best selling author and TikTok legend, Jason Barton. Guess we need to address the elephant in the room. I don't want to. I don't want to stretch this out. And like, because I know a lot of people have tuned in just to hear us address this. Mm-hmm. Um, so, a couple days ago, at the time of this recording, I guess the podcast had went up with you and uh, Zach mm-hmm. uh, Kuntz. And I, my phone that morning, my phone is blown up. I'm getting texts from everybody, everybody in the crew. I, I'm getting Frankie, yeah. Big Mike, Hutch, yeah. T-Bone, sure. Tank, Stewie, Fat Johnny, the whole crew, the whole squad, they're all texting saying, hey. T-Bone got his phone fixed? <laughs> I think he borrowed one. Uh, I think he goes to the library and uses theirs. Um, <laughs> Classic T-Bone. <laughs> and they're saying, hey, uh, Jason, have you heard they're talking smack about you on the dog zone? Mm. They're putting you. They're putting you on blast. They're talking all sorts of trash about you. They're, uh, you know, they're they're putting their balls all over your name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, <laughs> that classic saying. That's T Bone, right? That was T Bone. T Bone will tell you. You put your balls on something. T Bone tells everybody. Yeah. So this is, and that's that's part of what upset me about it, is that like this is how I had to hear about it. Like I wake up <laughs> Wednesday morning and. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I try to think of another way to say they're talking smack about you. <laughs> um, anyway, <clears throat> we're getting off track. And uh-huh. I get a text from Moose saying, hey, you know, they've left ball tracks all over your name okay. on the wrong zone. So the accusation was, and everybody, my people, old co-workers from Cracked, I haven't heard from for years, my dad, everybody's texting me saying this. So I listened to it, and the accusation that is made on the show is that I go on subreddits and message boards of obscure hate mm-hmm. groups because I think it's funny. Which you do. I don't know that because you think it's funny, but you do. Okay. That's, this is what we need to clarify. Okay. For one thing. Okay. I'm not going on like forums of like white nationalists. What I am doing is that if you are on Reddit for any amount of time, their algorithm will occasionally feed you a post from a new hate group that you didn't know was a thing. Mm -hmm. You actually have to browse for a long time to figure out who they're mad at 
because in many cases it's another community like it's like six layers deep of like they like they splintered off from some other thing so like as you guys alluded to I shared in the slack I was I was asking for help deciphering like a political cartoon that had been made by one faction of neo-nazi furries right I think who were the cartoon was rebutting a common talking point from I guess the other faction and each side was trying to claim Hitler like what kind of furry would Hitler have been if Ooh. he had been alive today and then they were each saying like oh no you would have been like it'd be these guys would be so surprised uh, the, the these femboy furries you know when they would they would be in the the camps not like us we would be guarding the <laughs> Jesus. And He's it's a wolf boy. Wolf boy furries. Yeah, we we know. Yeah, see. it's and that's the thing is that I and, you're, and and people are saying, okay, well, you Jason, you're probably doing this because you're going to write about it, right? Like you're going to do a, a column about it. No, I, I I have said again and again, you do not want these people showing up like in your social media. You no. don't. No, these are people who have nothing but time. Like, no, you don't want to dip into some incel community. And again, not just a community of incels, which is, that's just Reddit. Like, <laughs> but this specific faction of you incels. You can't Reddit. For example, um, I found there's a a semen retention subreddit where they believe that that not masturbating gives you superpowers. And, and uh-huh. so there's what, a post. What is their community called? Do know. they have... Do they have a name for themselves? <laughs> I'm not, again, I'm not going to give out the name of the subreddit because some of you <laughs> people listening think, That'd be a good name. <laughs> think it would be funny to go in there and start saying, Hey, you know, they're talking smack about you on the dog zone. It's going to be the They'd exact say same you're jizzing situation. all the time. They say putting- they, they saw you come just this week. <laughs> so go go on their Twitter, go on their their Patreon. I guess they'd have to pay to go in the Patreon comments. I don't know. Um, and you don't want you don't want that. Like that's Sean. You've been you on have the other just started end of that fight though. Angry, right. the wrong weird group. Um, and then I spent a long time on. I don't know if there's a subreddit. I'll say the name of the sub- subreddit at this time. Please, listeners, don't don't go into it. And in fact, it, when you're editing this podcast, maybe bleep this out. But it's a female dating strategy subreddit. And you would think, oh, well, that's yeah. a strategy. It's a subreddit for like dating tips for you know women who are. It may have been that at one time. Now oh, yeah. it's 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 a female incel, or at least last time I checked, mm-hmm. it's an incel subreddit where they refer to men as scrotes. Um, and then the whole thing is about how they need to be genocided, how the entire gender is, is, and we've been corrupted by pornography and that there are no good men left and that, that we need to be rounded up and put into camps. I don't disagree Um, with all that. Yeah. I'm on board. So then the the listener may be saying, okay, well, if you don't think it's funny and you're not doing it and you're not doing it for work, Mm -hmm. what are you doing it for? Like, why do you spend part of your your precious one life you get on God's earth. Why are you devoting even one minute to doing this, let alone hours, let alone this being a, a routine habit that you have that is that you, and the answer is I can't stop. 
<laughs> oh, I thought there was something good. Oh. Um, because it, it, oh, the it's way an addiction. It's an you addiction. go into you go into a new group and they've all got their own terminology. They've all got mm-hmm. their own jargon, their own slang, and their own sure. language, and their own little. And then you can see over. See, I'm laughing as if I find it funny. I don't, but you can see like schisms forming even inside their weird incredibly already incredibly specific group where it's already about to like splinter off into some other thing because once once your people skills are so poor that joining a hate group is like the only way you can deal with the world yeah the odds of you being able to to cooperate even with other members of the hate group are really low right um, so I would say that it's like a fascinating kind of socio- sociological like observation or, or experiment or whatever. But again, I have no plan to ever do anything with this information because you don't you don't want these people like showing up at, at your house or whatever. And, and they probably will. I wonder I wonder if there's some maybe you could start it. Maybe you could start like a subreddit for people like you that are uh, their lives are being ruined by their addiction to subreddits. <laughs> You'd start like a little community there. But Somebody's got to be brain broken in that same way. Is our goal to quit or are we just talking about the fact that we... Well, your goal would be to quit, but apparently it's going to turn into a hate group. Yeah, it would turn into like a look at how weird a thing I found type of like arms race. Which I think would be a valuable resource. I think you should start it and then we could go there and... uh, you say I, I've been on the internet a long time. I know not to poke at them, but I poke at them a lot. I, I've always uh, sort of been fascinated by by communities with a lot of time, and uh, like I've, they say, I, don't I poke that, the hornet's nest. But I really like it. I really like poking hornets. I, I do. I do like it. I did an article uh, at uh, the Wave about uh, the scrapbookers, and I reprinted that it cracked. And uh, this it was just a community that really organized to write like a letter writing campaign to the magazine where I made fun of scrapbookers in like, it was like 6% of one article. It was like the nerdiest hobbies or something like that. And I was just kind of making jokes about different types of nerds, not really even really mean spirited because I am a nerd in several other ways. And uh, one of them was scrapbookers. I needed, I needed some sort of like a palate cleanser. I didn't need like, you know, Star Wars, Star Trek, Dungeons and Dragons. I didn't need, I don't need all genre. So I needed like some like square ass, like old lady nerds. And I picked scrapbookers and they fucking went crazy. It was hilarious. And um, the president of the, or the CEO of the company normally was kind of a, like a coward when it came to confronting people for whatever, good reasons. And uh, he got all these letters and he's like, you know what? Tell Sean baby that we're not going to take this fucking shit from scrapbookers. <laughs> and, and they like gave me free reign to just write an article, making fun of the letters they sent in. And when I turned that article in, then he like, is like, no, we can't print this. So oh. he ended up doing a, yeah. <laughs> Cowardice wins. <laughs> so, uh, but anyway, I think those people deserve to be poked at and made fun of. That's just. And if that means. I don't know. My Twitter I gets think, exploded I for think a couple the Hornets days, I think deserve it. <laughs> I know that some of these people like don't, they just like don't leave the house and they don't, sure. this is like, they found a thing. They found a thing that it's like a lot of the flat earthers. Like they've just found a thing that's, it's like me and my weird friends. This is our weird thing. They don't care if the earth is flat or not. It's just, it's a weird thing. And then they like it when people come and argue with them and it's just like a game. And then they've got trolls and that even among right. like flat earthers, there's two like, there's multiple bitter 
divides about like, well, are the other planets flat or is, or is the earth uniquely flat? <laughs> <laughs> or do other planets exist or are they all just like a projection or something? And, and it's like, right. because they don't use the scientific method, they have no means of resolving. The dispute. Exactly. So they just, so again, you do all you can do is just splinter off into your own little increasingly weird group. And I don't know if the internet brought this to the world um, but I, I guess what I'm saying is if somebody, it, it, like if say there was a, a thing in the future where they were able to retroactively actively go back and see the logs of every website everyone has ever visited and make that information public. Um, yeah, which I, be embarrassing. I feel like it would be bad for a lot of people. In my case, it would look like I belong to like 36 hate groups. Because <laughs> like, well, why do you have 15 hours on this message board um, if you're not a member of it? And, and me saying, well, it's not that I thought it was funny and I wasn't doing it for work because I can't produce like a, a book that I came up with from it um, that I really just, it's a compulsion. It, I think they say, well, that doesn't, that doesn't exist. Like that's not an addiction that anyone has ever heard of. I don't know right. what to tell you. It's maybe it will be recognized in, in the future. Yeah. You, you, you're doing pioneering work right here and you're going to get it in the next DSM just right now. You're going to find your people. <laughs> Uh, I imagine there's a big overlap between the people that read our stuff and uh, and your people uh, whose brains are broken and causes them to seek out uh, novelty hate groups. Although I will say, I do have to say this. I came up on the early, early internet, right? Like I, I was, I had, when the internet was invented, I had a connection. And some of the first content I ever saw was like shock it was like mm -hmm. people being beheaded by cartels, right? Those shock yeah. websites and rotten.com and all of them, whatever they were, there's a bunch of them style project. There are all these aggregators and it was just another body, another person being mutilated by wolves or something every day. And that was like my first exposure to the internet it was like the most extreme, horrifying, whatever, you know, actual autopsy footage, stuff like that. I think it's an extension of that. I think it's because that's, when I came up online, it's like, well, this is what the internet's for. It's where you view uh, atrocities. Right. So that's well, what happened like to you. <laughs> you get deep enough into these communities, that it doesn't even occur to them to be normal as you and I would know it, or, or good as most people would know it. The internet. Yeah. Find out what kind of weirdo you are. <laughs> you just There's like, a, like an amount of time you get to browse before you're like, uh-oh, is this my thing? Oh shit! <laughs> oh, oh, this might be my thing, and then I, I live in dread of that day because I don't know what my thing is yet, and I'm very wary every time I learn something new on the internet. I feel like, like you would have had to have found it. it. Yours is going to be so dark if you haven't found it yet. I I guess it's this. Seen... I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Like I'm I'm not right for sure. I have a lot of weird weird dark stuff in there, but uh, mm -hmm. but there's no like. There's no cohesion to it. And that's what I'm talking about. It's like that moment where you find the the linchpin to all of the weird shit that's bouncing around. And then you're like, uh oh, that's the that's the kind of guy I am. I don't need to, I don't need that. <laughs> we're really learning a lot about each other today. We're just we're twenty minutes into the podcast and now we're all just like, oh. Shit. Well, I feel like uh, Brockway took it to a por a pornography place. No, yeah. no, no. I'm not talking and just porn, but yeah, some porn. Uh, yeah, because I think I think we've all had that experience, but me, of where someone showed you a link to like a weird fetish, fetish site, 
as like, haha, look at this, look at this ridiculous. Like these women are dressed as clowns and then they're just farting on sheet cakes. Ha-ha. Oh shit, that's it. Oh, you found it. <laughs> <laughs> and then yeah, uh, and then it's, it's like you know they watch somebody's search history or, or their browser history. It's like there's the day that they went on there to look at it ironically, and then the next day they like went back, like I'm going to go laugh at that again. Ironically, I'm going to go look at that a second time, uh-huh. and then like I'm going to ironically masturbate to this, and then now <laughs> you, you like you straight up are paying women. Yeah for custom, you know, $300 to do like a custom. It's like, no, the cake has to have, has to have Mickey Mouse on it. And right, you need to be like... some insanely specific thing. Yeah, you, you also, need to be specifically farting dressed, on a cake. Yeah, farting on a cake while you have to be dressed like a scary clown, not goofy. It's got to be creepy. Creepy clown, <laughs> like from It. Uh, See, I have yeah, this thing. So that's, I think I learned this from video games where when I feel like uh, my brain betraying me when I'm like... Uh, when something's uh, attacking my uh, like primal instincts, uh, I get really pissed off at it and I completely disassociate from it. So like uh, like when World of Warcraft tries to like addict you with all the little things, you're like, okay, well, I'm pissed off at this now because it's trying to addict me. I get that way with uh, like super normalizing women, like uh, like AI porn will make a lady with tiny little waist and gigantic titties. And my brain is like, oh, hell yeah. Like, like a I'm sure you've heard about this, like those beetles that'll like fuck a bottle to death because it's so shiny and that's what they're attracted to. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> no. <What? laughs> okay, so there's these beetles what that are attracted perfect. to shininess. And so if like they find a, a glass bottle, they'll just be, that's the hottest beetle I've ever seen. It'll just fuck it until they die. And so like your brain will do that sometimes if you see something super normal, like, oh, this, this is hot in a way that like is beyond the capabilities of nature. And so when I see something like that, like, I, it completely becomes non-erotic to me where I'm like, so you think you can trick me giant cartoon titties? And uh, I don't know. That's me. <laughs> Not today. Giant cartoon titties. Got a, <laughs> got a titty up pretty early in the morning to get me. <laughs> I'm too trained in your ways. Uh, Sean, I know exactly what you're talking about, by the way. Okay. We can, we can sense oh, it's one that of those fucking subreddit things, huh? I'm not in on yep. it. Something that something is trying to hijack your brain. Yes, and exactly. the same thing when I play certain video games where it's like, oh, this is just a Skinner box. Like they're mm-hmm. not even trying to give me like a fiction to follow. This is just make the number go up by clicking on this thing. Uh, yeah. yeah. But like you guys, I think you both play Destiny. And I think there's a level to mm-hmm. that where it's, it's, of course, very fun and kinetic and you you get the, the enjoyment of hanging out with one another. But also there's some games where I'm playing them with somebody else and we both just go silent for hours while we're trying to, because there's some piece of loot that only drops once every 500 times you kill this boss. We decided mm-hmm. we're just yep. going to kill the boss 500 times and you're sitting there just locked into the, just completely disassociating blowing up this boss over and over again to see if it will drop this special piece of shoulder armor that will raise your elemental defense by 0.2%. So you do play Destiny. Yeah, you get it. (laughs) We should move up. Give me a game or two. I... I like will get I will get like mad like I will get angry and delete my save. I'll delete a whole game because it's like I I caught it Mm -hmm. trying to get my brain into into yeah. uh, a loop that's uh why i can't play like mobile games on my phone at all anymore i know some games aren't like that but i've associated it so hard with like 
this is exists for no other reason than to exploit me into doing something that I'm just wary of the entire mm-hmm. device as like a as a console now like no that's where that's the bad box that's where tricks are I gotta stay away <laughs> I, I'm not gonna myself with that I have one I play called Street Fighter Duel and it's got beautiful Street Fighter art but it is almost entirely just nothing like you just kind of click a thing and you're like okay they'll do all the fighting for me it only takes like six minutes a day but it's like it, it just inoculates me against like that addictive uh gameplay loop and it looks beautiful i love i love capcom guys that's yeah, my that's hot a- tip go get addicted to this one thing that takes six minutes a day my my weakness is what Destiny's doing right now is is almost exactly what you described which is where there's something very good about it like mm-hmm. they there's actually like a very high quality phase in destiny's case it's because uh because it gets very good and then it also will just be like nah now it's just brain poison yeah so i yeah that that's the danger with me it's like the street fighter art you'd be like oh cool i'll look at this art there's see there's something really good here but then there's Mm -hmm. also brain poison and then that's that's the thing that gets me that's the robert trap yep oh god destiny has so much brain poison (laughs) we've got to cut all of this destiny stuff people were so mad last time (laughs) <laughs> you'd be great at destiny jason because like we just get around we complain the game is really good and also super fucking bad <laughs> this is it's that's a whole episode we could and i realize people are listening to this like what is the no, subject not, of I'm today's episode <laughs> oh okay that's good uh but, yeah uh, no i because i play borderlands and it's the same, mm. you know, it's the same thing where you're sifting for loot. And the whole theory is that if they give you 10,000 pieces of junk, it, if they if they drown you in junk, then when you finally find the one good legendary piece, that like makes you, makes the brain juices go specifically because you had to sift through so much junk to get it. Right. And like, that's the model. And I know that's the model. And I can sit there and, and do it and know what it's doing and know that it's robbing this time from me. Uh, but this is why you search. This is the same mechanism that's you're searching out increasingly niche hate, hate groups. You're looking for the legendary hate group. The legendary hate. Yes. Group. And see, you're looking here's for the that thing. brain juice. Uh, here's the thing: one where they just fucking hate Charles Grodin. You're gonna be like, <laughs> I, these are my people. And then they turn against each other. Like, no, I hate his fucking teeth. No, I, I hate his hair. Like, oh, you're a fucking hair hater. Classic, classic hair hater. <laughs> And the thing is, I would like to say that when I find these crazy groups that uh, that it's like disappointing, man, it's never disappointing. <laughs> yeah. They always are weirder than what I expect. Like whatever my brain is seeking out, whether you know, just the novelty or whatever, it's never like, ah, no, that that's kind of boring. No. They're they're always weirder than what I thought they were gonna be. It's almost it's always never- a good rabbit hole. The human brain is so creative and humans are never more creative than when we've just randomly decided to hate a thing, but we right. don't really have a reason for it. So we have to like invent a reason. Exactly. Uh, it's, it's yeah. It's I get so excited by the, by the brain poison mechanism when I find like a, a hot dog thing. Like I found that yes. guy S Rob and then I was, God, it was so good how deep that rabbit hole went. Like I found one book and it was about tactical pen occultism. I was like, yes, casting, <laughs> casting fucking, casting spells with a tactical pen is the greatest thing. And then I just kept finding, like every time I looked, like, oh my god, here's this IMDb, IMDb profile. Oh my god, 
all of these are available on his YouTube channel. Oh my God, he made an entire feature length movie. Oh, it's a fiction movie. Oh, he's the hero of this fiction movie. It just fucking, it felt like I, I could feel it at the time of like this, this maelstrom, this fucking vortex beneath me. And I'm like, I'm, I'm just going to go down there, aren't I? Like, I'm never going to come back. But I don't want to feel like we are, like our goal as comedians or as writers or whatever is to enforce uh, normalness. Right. Like, look at these people who fail to be normal. Because there's nothing normal about how I function. Uh, a lot of these people are probably healthier than I am. It's not about that. It's It's... I don't know. Humans are a rich tapestry. Right. I think at least for the last 10 years, I've always tried to find something unethical about what they're doing. Uh, Cause if yeah, at this point saying, Hey, you're just a weirdo. Fuck you. Is it's like, it seems intolerant, I guess at this, at this point in human history. Uh, whereas maybe it didn't in the early nineties. Cause we all agreed, Hey, this is the default. But, but now I'm like, I got, they have to be an asshole in some way. Yeah. Well, if that's it's, why the- if it's judgmental on them, you have to find, a grifter angle. Otherwise I will still do it. Like our discord brought up some guy who was just like a local lunatic and it was completely fascinating how much of a lunatic this guy was. But we were like, I don't, I don't know what to do with this. Like he's just, he's not famous. He's not, he's like somebody's yeah. local maniac and he's got a webpage and he's got a prolific output, but we can't do anything about it because he's, he's just some guy. I feel like you especially are good at celebrating someone who normally would have been made fun of. I feel like you, you can find a way if you really want to talk about him. Yeah, okay, I could celebrate. But then do I want to make a hero out of that guy? Because that's the other danger is like, maybe I just don't know. Maybe I just think he's a juggler when really he's an international <laughs> sex criminal. Correct. Right. That's and the danger. Shockingly high percentage of the time. The, <laughs> well, all jugglers, of course, but yeah, <laughs> that's right. Yeah, but but the 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 delightfully crazy, quirky people have a dark side that is hugely just very non-crazy uh, crimes of some kind. Oh Often my god, who was that? I, was, I covered somebody. I celebrated somebody. Some like oh, there was the the local fucking stargazing guy. I'm blanking on his name right now, but I thought he was great because he was just a total weirdo doing a really yeah. bad job at celebrating his love for the stars on like local TV 30 years ago, and of course somebody popped in the comments afterwards and everybody's like this guy rules i love this guy so much somebody popped in the comments and be like yeah he kidnapped a, a gay man and like a fucking goddamn it. <laughs> i was doing uh, research the other day and i found this uh, christian patriotic mime and i'm like god this is fantastic and he uh-oh. was really bad <laughs> oh, no. uh he murdered he murdered someone like oh. just like within two minutes into that research i'm like oh he's a murderer okay never mind and listeners, I want you to know, Sean now knows to Google name murder or name we arrest. Every we single time I do that, I, I, I do arrest, lawsuit, murder, kidnapping. Uh, yeah. yeah. We, all, we all learned that lesson from that juggler. It's the juggling. Juggler. Your trusted juggler is extended into like, we need to do some thorough vetting to make sure there's not a greater atrocity waiting in the wings here. Yeah, I did plan, uh, uh, loosely plan uh, a show today to celebrate Jason's upcoming book, Zoe is Too Drunk for This Dystopia, coming October 31st. Pre-orders available now. Please pre-order. It helps your favorite author so much. We are playing a full episode-length book game today. You know what time it is. Book game. Show book game. God damn it. 
<laughs> we're just getting to the plug. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I I know some I know some people hate it when podcasts take like twenty five minutes to get to the point, but I I really can't emphasize enough. I don't think this episode is one of those shows where no. there is like some great point we're going to get to. Where it's like You'll now to talk about the finale of The Last of Us and and how do you agree with the decision that Joel made in that it's, moment? Let's more like about a video game show. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's called uh, today's book game is called 101 ways books are useful and fun and here's how we play using fate and deduction you great men of book words will be competing for glory you each need a six-sided die so if you have a six-sided die handy great otherwise you can use uh, google or any online dice roller so let's get that ready now, if you don't mind. Okay, I am proud to say, not only do I not own a six-sided die, wow. I literally did not know there was such a thing as an online <laughs> dice roller until you guys started using one for the Barbarian Brothers games. So if you I Google... the opposite dice. of a nerd. You're like an ass-crushing jock. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I've got... Uh, okay, I've, I've... How do I make... Okay, I've got a Google's dice roller, but it's okay. I've got too many dice up there now. There's like you can just okay. Hold on, you can just look up random number generator, and Google will pop up a little window, and you specify one through six, and it won't do any okay. bullshit. I'm, I'm now, I'm now ready. I have six books here, each of them cursed, some of them familiar. You will roll to decide your book fate. Here they are, from most chaste to least. Number one, one hundred and one <laughs> things to do during a dull sermon from nineteen eighty four. <laughs> Number two, 101 Things You Need to Do While You Were a Child by hot dog favorite Mario Corelli. Now, uh, we discovered today, uh, we have a Polish reader who said um, he figured out a lot of the mystery things because there's a lot of th things in here like let the duck out of the pebbles. We were like, what the fuck does that mean? And he, <laughs> he explained that that was like a Polish idiom for skipping rocks translated badly into English. So like that's what that that's what happened there, and he figured out a lot of the weird mysteries, and also said that he found a popular parenting blog that was basically this book. Like this, this person Mario Corelli took a Polish parenting article on things you should do when you're a child, and just ran it through a translator and printed that as a book. I so love our fucking doing. garbage detectives. God, they're just they, good job, good work. Yeah, fantastic job. Uh, number three, one hundred and one whack computer jokes from 1998 and number four 101 uses for a bridesmaid dress you're gonna love this it's a 1999 <laughs> humor book by sydney walker number five 101 ways to say i love you 1991 by vicky lansky and the jackpot number six 1001 best pickup lines surefire opening lines for meeting and attracting seducing women by don Deeble. that was oh, uh, 1999 uh, it has 101 pages so it still works for our game now, the way this game works, once your book fate is sealed, you choose a number between 1 and 101. We then consult your book, where you are awarded up to two points. You receive one point if you land on something useful. You may also receive one point if you land on something fun. I am the final useful fun judge, but each or both of you are allowed unlimited time to argue your case if I'm wrong. The winner will be decided by whomever has the most points at the end of the show. However, you can also shoot the moon. If you make it through the entire game with zero points, that's a double victory. I was going to say, we're going to make it through this game with zero points. <laughs> it could be a double victory tie. Uh, certain in-game achievements will unlock re-rolls and re-picks. These are secret. 
Uh, and now we're ready to begin. So mm-hmm. Jason, as our guest, uh, here to promote the pre-orders for Zoe is Too Drunk for this dystopia. Uh, would you like to make a plug before we start? That's that's the whole thing. If you just Google that title, you'll arrive at, you can pre-order it from any place that sells books. It's That's it. If you follow me on social media, there's a link to get signed copies. They cost exactly the same because me signing your book actually reduces the resale value. <laughs> so no, I don't charge extra, but it's pre-order only. It's like it's like the DLC for a video game that you know is going to be bad, where it's like, ah, if you pre-order, you get all this free stuff. If you if you go out and pay now before you see the reviews, you'll get it's like that. If you <laughs> it's like that. Sign copies of pre-order. Best plug. I don't I, you, I, <laughs> Except if anybody if anybody looks it up, Jason has the best reviews, like per it's number. True. Like there's no books yeah. out there with the number of reviews that that keep that high of a score. So people have uh, been very it, kind. It's a, a hit series, uh, critically acclaimed, and you don't have to have read it, if I'm not mistaken, to get the next book. No, I, I never, I never will ask you to. I, I will never look readers in the face and say, "Hey." Book three is coming out, so now you need to read the first two. I, I get it. I know that's a standard way to do books, especially a series. I under, I, I would never ask someone to read. Like, okay, you need to go read the 700 pages of previous lore before <laughs> you can enjoy the new thing. No, these are like, like Sherlock Holmes stories. It's a new adventure. Uh, obviously, if you, you know, if you read an early one in the wrong order, like – and you notice, wait a second, there's a character here who was not in book three. Eh, maybe don't, maybe don't get too attached to that character, because uh, uh, obviously something bad has happened to because them. Because they're gonna <laughs> but, uh, move away and have a great life upstate. That's right. You don't know. You don't know what happened. Uh, but anyway, yeah. So if you want to start with this, one, but otherwise the first two are obviously much cheaper. And in fact, I'm sure if you can use the internet, you can get them for free off of some sort of a pirating site. Please don't. <laughs> this do that, is the worst. Please don't. Do that. <laughs> it's available only chumps pay for media uh and it took 40 minutes to get here and it's the worst plug i've ever where's where's defector dan he needs to come in here and save this yeah he needs to do your plug uh so jason you're, you're going first uh roll a die to decide your book fate to uh four all right, that is 101 uses for a bridesmaid dress. And now oh, pick Jesus. a number. I'm so curious. 101. 23 for Michael Jordan. 23 for Michael Jordan. That is not an achievement to pick the Michael Jordan number. All, on a blind date. Okay, okay, I guess I have to read the one previous because this is a callback. Uh, number 22, give the dress another chance. Wear it at your IRS audit. Maybe they'll take pity on you. And then your choice, number 23, or on a blind date because you were told he had such a good personality in italics. So that's I'm, that book. I, I award you zero to, points. Let's okay, be clear I, right off the bat. <laughs> I have to back up. I have to back up because I'm – I apologize. There is clearly some context for a – this is 101 uses for, you said, a bridesmaid's dress? Yeah. There so is neither clearly, of those work. There's clearly some context for why a bridesmaid's dress is funny that I am so detached from society that I don't know what the joke 
Like, why right. is it funny that you have a bridesmaid's dress? Does it mean, does that imply you're a loser somehow or that you're the form- that you're a disappointment? I don't, because that just means a friend of yours got married, right? Yeah, it doesn't work because the, both of those jokes were almost sort of work if it's a bridal dress. If you're like, I, if I wear my bridal dress, the IRS, they'll take pity on me because something has clearly gone wrong. Or if you wear it on a blind date, he'll think like, oh, she wants to be a bride so badly. She's gone crazy. But a bridesmaid's dress is nothing. Like it changes based on whatever you want. It, there's no consistency to it. It will just look like a dress. Right. It has no significance. Okay. But are we saying that only because we are three hyper-masculine dudes and are like, if we had a woman I'm on the show, would masculine. they say, no, it's a joke. It's a joke that... It's it's a joke that if you still have your bridesmaids dressed that you blank because of some context that we're we're too incredibly manly that we right. can't think through the testosterone to understand the joke because we don't have that context. Like, oh what a loser you 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 were a bridesmaid. Like 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 a smart person <laughs> would get out of it. Like it, it's what what am I if I Google it, will I? If I see, if I Google what's funny about bridesmaids' dress, will you'll I get, get a lot of snarky hate no. reviews from men's rights activists. God, but you know what? I what's think funny it about will bridesmaids? Clear. As we as we play this game, it will probably it will probably reveal itself. Could be. Uh, well, I have good news for you. You unlocked an achievement. You unlocked the mystery achievement. You tried to solve an unsolvable mystery right off the bat. I actually <laughs> knew you were going to get this one. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so you you have uh for the rest of the game you have one repick at any time you can repick a number or a re-roll a die uh so uh, from the forward it seems like she's mainly complaining about like um these dresses are ugly and they're expensive and so uh the traditionally the the stereotype is that the bride will make sure the bridesmaids dresses are ugly so she's the prettiest one and uh, oh. so traditionally they're supposed to be ugly she doesn't quite like explain that, I guess that's just something I picked up from sitcoms. Uh, and, but she mostly complains that like, you just kind of get a closet full of them. Like they're very expensive, too expensive to throw away and you can't wear them anywhere. Cause they're obviously these roughly ugly things. So that's um, all I needed. That, that actually makes perfect sense. I owe this book an apology. Now that said, <laughs> I still don't think I get the two no, they said doesn't work. They don't work. The it's jokes totally do not work in any context. Okay. So yeah, she she goes to the IRS or a blind date in a bridesmaid's dress, which I would just assume she like did some hipster shopping at the thrift store or something, and she's like, oh, you got like a funny old bridesmaid's dress. That's you're like a manic pixie dream girl from an early two thousands movie. Okay, this will I be need a you terrible to fix day. Me. <laughs> right yeah. again. I, know how to I'm, fuck you. I act damaged. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm so. I'm so detached from uh, what a, a normal person's life. That if if I went on a date and a woman tried to wear like a wacky, ironic dress, I would have no idea that it wasn't just how people dress. Like I can't. I, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I. It's like, oh, okay, yeah. That's. I'm probably doing it wrong. Like if I think this is weird, clearly it means I don't know what is cool. So you could wear anything, and I wouldn't. Well, um, as I said, you have zero points. So, Brockway, uh, it's still tied at zero. It's your turn to roll. All right. Let's see. I got a three. 101 wacky computer jokes. Hell so yeah. Give me, a, give me a number here. Uh, 
Let's go with, no, let's go later. I want to do 75. 75. This is going to be awful. Oh, yeah. Why were the two mouses arrested? Why were the two mouses arrested? Uh, is it not I? mice? Why yeah. is it mouses? Well, I agree. I, it's I think already, he doesn't, he doesn't know questions. enough. He doesn't know enough about computers. To, <laughs> so he thinks they're probably sure. Yes. Uh, God, it's got to be something about clicking. Because that's like the one thing he's going to know about mice. Mm-hmm. Is that they click. Uh, they they needed to be thrown in the click? Like clink? Ooh, that's a very good guess. Um, the two mouses were arrested because they were caught drag racing. You forgot about the dragging. You know, people always talk about dragging. Mice. Drag. It was the part two. Right. 50% mouse. chance. Very common term. Hilarious. I had the logic uh, spot on, though. I knew it was one of two things. <laughs> about, and it would it would just make me sad. I knew that, too. And wait, before my, turn, before my turn is over. Uh, fuck you, Sean. <laughs> you... Uh, found a secret hidden achievement. Yes. Uh, <laughs> uh, you unlocked the, you were right to fight achievement. Uh, you were the first to attack me. You get one uh, repick. Re-roll. <laughs> oh, fantastic. I want to re-roll right now. Uh, I want to stay on this book and re-roll. Okay. Give me 40. Okay. No, I want to go early because that, that was rough. Uh, give me 10. <laughs> I like that you knew. That was the one I wrote for you. I knew that one. Would yeah, okay, I've been waiting. <laughs> Okay. What did the fir tree do when it got a computer? Uh, what did the fir, the fir tree, tree do when it got a computer? Uh, I can't think of a single tree. It's going to be a terrible tree pun. It logged on. Damn it. That was right. That was, that was on me. That was right there. Why does it have yeah. to be a fir tree? Yeah, that's the fucking That's what threw me. I was trying to think like something about... It's needles? Like I don't I don't know. I don't know enough about fir trees to to get it, but despite using your uh reroll, you uh you still got zero points. Okay. And that is of uh, no use fair. to anyone. And I would punch you in the face if you fucking liked that joke. <laughs> fucking I don't care if you're sick. Well deserved. Fucking blasting that fucking teeth out your mouth. <laughs> okay. Jason, it's your turn. Lucky these are baby teeth, number? kid. <laughs> was the most Scotty Pippen's number with the Bulls was it 20 yeah, 33 22 33 all right 33 okay uh we gotta roll the book first oh I I'm not just stuck on this book I thought I was nope. stuck on that same book every round again every round oh uh, Jesus thank you <laughs> oh see I want to get stuck on your book your book's the one I'm most intrigued right, by it's, it's the, the real mystery two all right, that is 101 Things You Need to Do While You Were a Child by Mario Corelli. So 33 is Look for Treasures on the Beach. Um, the only coherent one. Yeah, that's really coherent. Uh, and uh, That was unlikely. pretty good. Yeah, I that's, feel like uh, not. it's not worth a point, but uh, it's coherent. And you might find a seashell or a quarter. Like I wouldn't call that useful, but it's not nothing. I'll give you a tenth of a point. Well, I'll, I'll just keep track of it. Like somewhere out there, <laughs> there's uh, the there's the beginning of a point. It's in in the case seed. of a zero point tie, it will go to Brockway. 
okay. okay, so Brockway, your turn. Roll the die. Choose your book fate. Four. Oh, that is 101 uses for bridesmaids dress. Yes. Uh, I need to know when they start running out of ideas, uh, which I'm, I, I, I'm assuming is in the top 10. <laughs> but let's start, let, let's start later. It's 99. Give me 99. Okay, 99. Here it comes. Make a toboggan for the neighborhood kids. Out of your dress? What? Yeah, it has a picture of three children riding a dress down a hill. Don't think so. Is it? Are they the style of dresses? Are are they like typically really stiff or something? Is that the joke? I feel like that they're really yeah. Like like maybe they're polyester, and and that would kind of. I mean, I I I feel like it wouldn't work. You can't just throw a dress in the snow and be like, "Hey, we're going." But also, like, I I don't get what the leap is to make it a joke. Uh, Toboggan for why would kids especially? I don't. It's the, according to the back of the book, Cindy Walker is a model and actress. Uh, she admits to an uncustomary lapse in good taste in her bridesmaids' dresses, shown here. That's, there's a real like party picture over here, but does point out that the material is perfect for clever little shoe bag. Uh, that's that's all I have for you. That's the entire bio. Hmm. Um, I don't like her. Got, um, yeah, no, no. She she thinks a lot about herself. Um. And uh, thinks that dresses could be different things, and that is inherently funny. I award you zero <laughs> points. Uh, Jason, it's your turn. Uh, so again, I'm re-rolling yeah, for another. You roll the die, and then. Oh no, six. Oh yeah, now give me that number. <laughs> <laughs> One number that Dennis Robin wear when he was with the Bulls. Anybody know? Oh uh, God, it felt like one that was like hard for the refs to call a foul on like it was over 55 uh rodman bulls number 91 all right uh yeah 91 boy this should be something yeah (laughs) okay okay it can be difficult to gaze into a woman's eyes to get used to making eye contact focus your gaze a little below or between her eyes For a few seconds, look into the pupils and smile. To ease the tension, look into one eye at a time. To relax, (laughs) let your gaze travel over the features of the face, the lips, cheeks, nose, ears, and hair. After a few moments, go back to looking at her right in the eyes. How did you make make looking at a woman's face into something disgusting? Just, I don't know how you made that gross, but it's so gross. Yes. Look at my ears, you fucking pervert. (laughs) <laughs> that he just, was keeping up that energy, that level at entry 91. At 91. That is a LeBron James level yeah. achievement in terms of like stamina, in terms of like, <laughs> no, we're only getting, we're only going to get weirder as we go. <laughs> so many of the authors you deal with, they give up 25 entries in. This is, yeah. He's like, if no, somebody- you paid for 101, you're getting 101. I would I would hate every single piece of advice, uh, just even like as a man on a date. If a woman stared at something on my face that wasn't my eyes when we were talking, I would think there was something on my face. If she made hard contact yeah. with one of my eyes, like I just it's insane. But my first thought would be, is my eye bleeding? What is <laughs> <laughs> what, what is right. wrong with me? 
But as a man, you're you're thinking, oh, she's a little bit weird. If you reverse the roles, she's thinking, oh, this guy's going to try to kill me. Ah, I see. He's an eye collector. Uh, This guy, like his eyes just bounce all around my body when he's talking. Like this guy's brain is not firing the way it's supposed to. Like he's cataloging my parts. It's the difference between, oh, this, you know, oh, she's she's kind of goofy or awkward or whatever. And, oh, this guy might be dangerous. Yeah. Like he, he might is not definitely be in control of his looking, own eyes. He's looking for like which of my prime parts will fit best with the, with the woman he's building out of other women. <laughs> right. <sighs> yeah. That's a yeah, real nice I, elbow. I, I feel like. I feel like uh, your best case scenario is an honest conversation. Like I'm interested in what she's saying and I want to contribute to the conversation. And this is just like eliminating that possibility in every way. Like just don't listen to the woman here. Go concentrate on this weird map you're drawing with your eyeballs across her face. Like he's just so, so completely not even in the imaginary moment. Like he's never going to talk to a woman. Obviously he's going to die alone, but like, the idea of like, Oh, what if I was on a date with a girl? Yeah. Here's what I would do. I'd fucking stare at her weirdly. Right they love it. Good. <laughs> so I award you zero points. Uh, Rockway, it's your turn. All right. Uh, number one. All right. Things to do during a dull sermon. I actually wrote about this Hell on yes. the site. This is fucking awful. It's my uh, second, my second favorite pick. It was, it was bridesmaid <laughs> dresses, and then this. Uh oh! You got to give me sixty-nine for this one. What if he oh. does it? What if he's the one that finally does it? It would be terrible. Uh, it would be a crime. We'd cut it from the you, podcast. Uh, got an achievement. Zany number. You were the first to pick the funny number. You yes. Get a <laughs> All right. Okay. Um, let me get to... Sorry, they're not numbered very well. Okay. Uh, creative responsive readings. Come up with some new responsive readings for your congregation. An example might be pastor. Hello, Dolly. Well, hello, Dolly. Congregation, it's so nice to have you back where you belong. Pastor, you're looking swell, Dolly. Congregation, we can tell, Dolly. Pastor, you're still growing. You're still showing. You're still going strong. Congregation, and also with you. Oh, my what God. What the fuck are you talking about? Oh, my God. What the fuck have you found? <laughs> okay, see, again, I fear that I don't have the cultural context to understand even the background context basis of the beginning of the joke let alone where it wound up yeah i what the fuck do they do they have like power slap contests in church i haven't been to a lot of churches but he sounds like he's just lost the coin toss in power slap right it feels like they knocked both they knocked each other out and then they woke up and in their concussion had a conversation and this is just a transcription um I, I can't award you any points, uh, <laughs> but you do have a reroll. Uh, you could try again. I, I would like to reroll while I'm on this book. Uh, okay. So give me, uh, give me how it ends. It's gotta, it's gotta be something about thanking God. Uh, ministerial reactions. List the hundred and one ways your minister will overreact when you give him this book for his or her birthday. In the unlikely event that he or she actually enjoys this book, direct them directly to the deeply moving sequel, 101 Things to Do with a Dull Church, dot, dot, dot. Your minister must be in one in a hundred and one. 
<laughs> you, tried, you tried to turn a joke into a plug, and it, you didn't know how to do it. It just you couldn't get there at all. You didn't even have the start of it. You're like, maybe I'll tell part of a joke, and then try to just plug, and then I wander off at the end of the joke and just uh, start a new life. Start start a new life and under a different name. I can't believe he started. So he has a series of of church books. I don't think so, but it's <laughs> even better. <laughs> I think this it's even better that that doesn't exist. get around to, <laughs> or that they said allowed, no. He's not allowed to like sell them in the church, right? Like, wasn't that the thing God that, has that a rule caused? Against it. Okay, that, I thought that was, was the thing that caused. About that? Well, didn't Jesus pull out a whip and start going? Didn't he go on a whipping frenzy when he saw people selling things at uh, that was Castlevania at the temple? Oh, that's right. Because <laughs> then, like, a, like a turkey leg fell out of a candle, and he ate it. Yes, yeah, yeah. He, yeah we're that's how he came later. back. Yeah, yeah okay. Uh, I uh, I obviously award you zero points, and uh, Jason, it's it's your turn. Please roll and pick. Uh, five. All right, that is one hundred and one ways to say "I love you" by Vicky Lansky. Uh. Uh, and if I pick 69 here, I obviously do not also get the achievement because it yeah, only goes to the be first, the first to pick the funny number to totally defeat the purpose of the achievement. All right, but no, let's try 69 to see if. Okay, here we go. Uh, 69, plan a gentle roast for your special person. See everyone at a long table with the middle spot reserved for the roastee. Each person should take a turn telling a funny story, anecdote, or memory about your special person. Okay, um, I do. There's something I do that I know for a fact annoys listeners, which is that I will pick the book, I'll pick the page number, and then after you read it, I will go back and ask you what the book was again. Uh huh. Because what happens one. is, but partway through you reading the joke, something dissolves in my brain where I yeah. can't. It's like I'm trying to connect it to what the book was. And I start to doubt myself because mm-hmm. I, I thought it was 101 blank. And then you do this protracted thing. And it's like, well, no, it couldn't have been. So, again, I'm I'm afraid I must ask, what was the book called again? 101 Ways to Say I Love You. And one of them That's is what I thought it was. Arrange a roast. And, and host a roast for <laughs> maybe for I'm – Maybe I'm picturing a, a different kind of roast than what I'm. <laughs> it's very specifically not a funny roast. Like it's like, yeah, just have everyone like the roast is in quotes. Like I think they know you shouldn't have your friends like do mean spirited jokes or, or insults. And it's just like, yeah, everyone just talk about them, which is okay. very much um, not a roast. Okay. Uh, Robert. birthday. If I want you to, whoever you feel loves you the most in this world, let's say next week they they invited you to a thing as a surprise, and when you arrived, you found they had there was a long table and they had invited literally everyone in your life to go around exchanging amusing little gentle ribs of you and your personality and things. Would you find that delightful, or? I- the worst thing that had ever happened to you. <laughs> I would never do that to myself on a million years. You would just leave. Oh, just I get like, it. <laughs> I'm, 
Oh, oh, <laughs> I get it. Oh, that's sad. I'm being cute. It's just going to be a little cute. No, I would hate it. I would definitely hate it. Uh, I wouldn't like being the center of attention, first of all. So there's your your first one. It's like, oh, it's all about me. All right. right. Well, I guess I'm not having fun tonight. (laughs) I guess I'm watching how I behave. And uh, then I would find out, uh, actually, everybody would find out at the same time uh, what various friends of mine think it, it means by cute. It's like, right. Those are going to be some wildly, wildly varying levels in there. We're all going to have that discovery together. Don't, and I, I hope no one is offended by this, but I think if you would enjoy being the subject of this gentle roasting at the at the hands of everyone you know who has agreed to gather to your your adorable roast, I think. If you like that kind of thing, you're probably an asshole. You're, you're probably the worst person anyone has ever met. I'm going to give you an achievement for that. Uh, secret wisdom achievement. Uh, Jason said something uh, very right. Oh, that was built for him. I was never going to get that one. I made it up. That wasn't a pre-written one. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> there are no rules to this game. Can I there aren't. that or not? <laughs> So, uh, so you can re-roll if you'd like. Um, let's. I want to try a different page out of that out of the book to see if there. Okay. In fact, let's take the very next one, page seventy, after the okay. the horrible roast. Whew. Hire an actor from a service, anything from a pretend gorilla to a belly dancer, to deliver your message or poem at your love's place of business. Oh, no fuck. one's been fired for receiving such a gift yet. How the fuck could she know that? Yeah, they have. The, the, a belly dancer comes to your work? Yeah. Yeah, you're getting fired. Yeah, that's an HR. Yeah, at least a meeting. Oh, wait, what, what year was this published? Uh, 1991. All right, maybe. Maybe. <laughs> maybe. You can maybe get away with a belly dancer. I feel like belly dancer like is kind of a free pass. Like it's just so close to a stripper, but like there's an air of like class to it. of like an art. I feel like uh, you could get away. in 1991, you're right. You could get away with it. I feel like you could still get away with it. Some places. I think that really, I've seen, I've known belly dancers where it was not an, it was not an art. It was for sure. You, you would never accuse them of having class. That that's more about um, me. That's one of those anecdotes you would tell at my terrible roast, right? Uh, I okay. I, I've got to say something. There's something that comes up on this show, other podcasts, other people say sometimes when they will they will look and say, "Well, was that joke okay?" In and then they'll say, "Well, the movie is in 1995, so maybe things were different back then." Let right. me be extremely clear. There were jokes that. Some very good and progressive people were telling in 2013 that now sound like they're from 1955. Things changed a great, great, great deal in the last 10 years, not 30 years enough for in the last going back to just the Obama years. It's there is a radical change. And even if you watch sitcoms from the era, the type of joke that they that they thought was okay, stuff has changed. Very, very quickly. This is why the one thing I try never to do, I know this is completely getting off subject, but occasionally they'll, there will be, they will have dug up uh, like 
old tweets from somebody that are like uh, mm-hmm. inappropriate. And they'll say, you know, this wasn't even from that long ago. That was that was from that was from 2014. It's like, no, that was a 2014 was a very long time ago in in terms of the culture, in terms of what type of words people were were using. It was for sure that was ancient. That was a hundred years ago in internet time. What was like, it like? Oh. It's Gamergate, right? Like, I feel like if you could graph like what what happened, it was like okay. This is where it splintered. Some people decided it was tw- it was twenty fourteen like stuff. Yeah, everything then- everything about the nature of the comments we were getting at crack, the type of like the stuff we started editing against. There's everything changed, but and that wasn't just us. Like there, you can right. look up any of the old like Gawker writers, what they were writing at the time. You don't have to go back to freaking nineteen eighty six. It's twenty fourteen was when everybody really tried to clean up and yeah, it's a subject an of another podcast. There's an article I did it uh, cracked and it was about Herculoids. I just love Herculoids. I wrote about Herculoids and it needed a no. punchier title. And <laughs> whoever, somebody did, I don't know who did it, but it, they changed the title. That's It just took Herculoids out of the title and said, proof your grandparents' cartoons were retarded. <laughs> I was looking at that <laughs> title now. I'm like, what the, what the fuck? Oh, no. Uh, yeah. Yeah. What the fuck was that? <laughs> totally normal. Like when I saw it at the time, I'm like ah, I liked mine better, but like that's that's yeah. the issue I had with it. And I was like, I guess this is punchier. This is. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, it's it really because, rolls off the tongue because there was that was the time where it was like these people, the, the all of the gamer gate was like, you you're not even gonna let me say retarded anymore. And like, right. can you believe this dark future? Yeah. It's time to attack, like physically attack all of the women that are responsible for this. And you're like, okay, well, I don't want to be on mm-hmm. that side. Yeah. yeah. So I, I like... guess we have some work to do, which I, it was for the better. It was, it was right to do so. But yeah, that's, that's what happened is they said, pick a side. You're going to either stand with us or with them. Like, I, you're either I'm on the you. side of people who send fucking gorillas and belly dancers to someone's work. Or you're on the good side. I don't want to be on your side. Whatever side you're on with the fucking gorillas at my place of business. That's the enemy. Uh, I award yeah. you I award you zero points. I think if someone sent a gorilla to my office, uh, I'd be like, God, this is the opposite of fun. Like there's something about that on paper that that is like, yeah, that's fun. A gorilla comes into your office. But then you're like, oh God, I'm I'm probably in the middle of work. Uh, there's some poor guy. I don't know how to interact with. Uh, I, there's at least five or six minutes where I'm like, what the fuck is happening? There's also like, am I being humiliated for a prank show? Am I, do I need to fight? Uh, <laughs> do I need to fight? I knew, I knew, do I need to fight was coming in there, but I thought it would be higher. I really thought it would be up there. Do I need to fight this? Congo has taught me so much. All of my Congo instincts are flaring. <laughs> All right, Brockway, uh, your turn. Oh, jeez, I forgot, we were, I forgot we were playing a game. Oh, yeah. No, where we got a fucking game? We're, we're wrapping it up. No one has scored. Uh, I don't think anyone will. Oh, hell yeah. I got four again. Okay, Bridesmaids. Now, give me a number. Uh, oh, God, I can't remember what I did last time if I went high or low. Give me, give me right down the middle. Give me, give me 50. 50. And while you're at it, make a shower cap. Oh, now we have to. Okay, you. I'm not going to spend a reroll or whatever. You have to just. 
Okay. Tell me. Yeah, you have to find the start of that bit. 49, liven up your bathroom with a new shower curtain, leading to the punchline you got. And while you're at it, make a shower cap. How do you bridesmaids dress? You know what? I'm going to give you the extra useless achievement. You found one so dull it isn't even funny to react to. You yeah. have one repick. <laughs> I'll use it now. I'm, if, okay. I, if I hang on to it, I'm going to forget about it. Uh, give me number one. I want to know. Number one. Okay. What, uh, here's my theory. My secret theory. It's never true, but uh, <laughs> I still like to think it. And it's that number one is the joke that was so good. They thought of that and were like, I have to make a book. You're fucking right about that. Wait until you hear this. Use it as a matador's cape. That's the one. Yeah. That's the one. Yeah, you were like, can you imagine good. a bull? Yeah. All right. Because because there you could think, well, it'll just keep it'll just keep scaling up from from there. You know, I would argue that's the darkest moment of the book because that's that's when you realize like this is the gold. Yep. So this it's somehow it downhill from here, and that's pretty far <laughs> downhill. Yeah, I would also say that invoking uh, a bullfight isn't like a guaranteed comedy slayer for most people. You know, this this antiquated thing where they fucking murder a cow in front of a bunch of people <laughs> is not like oh, some that's sort funny. of metaphor for marriage. That's a dark metaphor for marriage. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, I word you zero points. That was as close to fun as we got, um, but not close enough. So uh, I think we're running out of time, but Jason, let's do one more round. Give me a roll and a... Uh, Three. Okay, that is 101 wacky computer jokes. So let's let's hear the number. Um, Well, I guess I'm almost afraid to do the same thing to see where they, what their best was. Let's go with number... Three. Okay. Number three. Let's see. Uh, what do you get when you cross a mountain goat with a computer? A mountain goat. Mountain goat with a computer. When you cross, so they're being crossed together. Oh, they're fucking. Um, a whole lot of ram. Uh, Perfect. Oh, there you, there you go. Yes. How do they how do they phrase it? <laughs> Lots of RAM. It's almost, Lots of ra- almost exactly. wow. There's that not an achievement weird. for that. There is an achievement. Uh you got one of the jokes right. That's uh you get a repick when it's your turn. Almost got it right down to the letter. Like that's yeah. weird. very impressive. Uh this is an unspeakable book. As I thumb through the book, I'm like just like, God fucking just let me just gonna read a couple extras. Uh this page just says this. If there's no beginning to this bit, it just suddenly says this. Abe Modem Lincoln. John. It's <laughs> <laughs> no start. That's not. Yeah, no, there's no like, hey, here's some, here's some computer presidents. Nothing. Just like fucking out of nowhere. Uh, John Quincy Apples. That's it. That's for the whole page. The next page, Warren G. Hard Drive. No second thing. <laughs> yeah. That's it. Make him up with three presidents. <laughs> Your dog is right to be angry at that. Yeah, the dog is so and even angry. animals can hear. There's a special frequency of bad joke that that animals can also <laughs> hear, and it drives them insane. Okay, so Brockway, uh, your turn. And then I think 
This is the final one. Uh, you, everyone has zero points. So if you get a point here, you lose. Okay. So you uh, number five. Okay. 101 ways to say I love you. Give me that number. Give me 43. Post a lawn sign of your love and affection. You can find one in a party store or you can make your own. Boo. Oh, oh what? my God. That so is like sure you put to... it out in your lawn? <laughs> like, I love my husband? And you fuck people just drive by and look at that? I would assume she was hostage or dead. I would assume I would assume she was Absolutely. dead and the husband killed her and is yeah. really bad at covering up. Yeah. She, I, so, we're yeah. happy over here. Don't don't look in the basement. I am not kidnapped. Do these, <laughs> do these okay, I guess I'm confused again. Do these all involve doing things in public? Like I thought this was going to be like a Don Debo thing, like give her a, give them a coupon for Sucker feet. their favorite, yeah, their, <laughs> their favorite ice cream or whatever. Right. Um, but instead, these are all like public, yeah. like put them on the yeah. on the spot publicly, like in front of the. Is the, is it a whole book of that kind? A of lot thing? of it is a lot of like performative like ways to to like demonstrate your love to really like. Tells you a lot about who she is. Yeah. Yeah, she'd much rather have someone think she loves her husband than to love her husband is what the vibe I get. You're absolutely right. Exhausting. That's who she is. Yeah. Yeah, that's exhausting. She is. She probably posts a lot about how perfect their family is on Facebook while he just sits there and complains about her. This fucking woman. He makes a lot of a lot of take my wife please jokes, but there's a darkness behind his eyes. Yeah, there's a real truth to them. So this is the only time I feel you're being honest with me, Dave. (laughs) What is the value then of that book to the reader? Because again, they're not going to do any of these because they're all too difficult. I assume they're not. I assume not a single person bought this book. Like paid an actor. (laughs) To come harass their right. wife or whatever at their workplace, like that's not a thing that I, I would assume has never happened. Um, no. So I guess I don't know what's the value in reading that. Are you just like supposed to sit there and because it's not funny? They're not like no. supposed to be jokes like some of these other ones. So yeah, it's and- like these are suggestions for things you're not going to do. So you the value is you just sit there and imagine yourself doing them or. I don't, I feel like, like these are books for very, very lazy people to give to either a different couple or like as a joke to like a non-romantic husband, you'd be like, oh, here's something you could, maybe they'll learn something from this, you piece of shit. But like, uh, <laughs> I, I do think for the most part, it's, they're, they're written by people who are very below average, who don't really understand humans or romance, probably have only fucked the one person their whole life. And they just sat down and racked their brain for cliche romantic gestures. So like Godex books are like that, where a thousand and one ways to be romantic. There's not a thing in that book that literally any person alive couldn't come up with. If someone sat down and said, I'm going to write a thousand and one things, it would be identical to that book. But uh, before we go, uh, Jason, is there something you'd like to plug? Uh, Yeah. Aside from the book we mentioned already, I'm Jason K. Pargin on all of the J-A-S-O-N-K-P-A-R-G-I-N on all of the platforms, including TikTok, where I now have over 100,000 followers somehow. Mm-hmm. Uh, and have my videos have thus been viewed something like 
90 million times, I think. TikTok legend. That's enough to start uh, starting new slang. Take advantage of it. Yeah, I do want to drag apologize. Your, to drag your balls. There you go. You to got top your first of the, slang. At the top of the show, I was going to come in and act like I was kind of like really mad, but I started laughing when I, at my own turn of phrase, they, they're dragging <laughs> their balls all over your name. And, uh, That's going to catch and on. I, did not I did not know my brain was going to invent that phrase until after I had said it <laughs> and then laughed at my own turn of phrase, which is a thing I do sometimes and that my wife hates and is the reason why I don't have any friends. So I I wound up uh, laughing through my own thing where I was trying to be angry. We, we should go back and, and redo it, but I would just I would start laughing again. Um, well, so, yeah, but if, if you want to start using that, somebody's talking smack about you, say they're putting their balls on your name. They're putting their balls all over your name. They're, they're leaving. leaving. Dragging the balls on your name. Number 76 in 101 ways to say I love you is to fill up a heart-shaped box with love slogans and give it to your love. Some examples for the creator. Come live with me and be my love. Love makes the world go round. Drag your balls across me. There's nothing so tragic as when the young die before the old. Here at Hot Dog Space Camp, we know that all too well. A moment of silence, please, for the late Hot Dog Space Class, 2023. Three Finger Louie. Aaron Croston. Adrian H. just wanted to see the stars. Fuck. We told her that's not how it works, but she was a dreamer. Aiden Mouet. Alpha Scientist Java, Unandy. Armando Nava worked hard, partied harder, and they say, died the hardest. Badger, Benjamin Sironin, Bim Talzer, Brandon Garlock. Brian Saylor was the first to suggest they steal a real rocket, but we're trying not to place blame here. Brianne Whitney, Rockway loves the meat belly, still does. Barry Tumac. Cyril was the one who actually stole the rocket, and it's his fault. Chad. Chance McDermott. Chris Brower. Curious Glare just wanted to smell space. Devin the Rogue Supreme. Dean Costello. Donald Finney will never forget your tragic last words. Ghost Rod the Whip! Eric Spaulding. Fancy Shark. Jellahoe deserved better than to be torn apart by space apes. But he did bring those apes up there. Greg Cunningham. Hambone. Haraka. Harvey Penguini's parents are suing the school. We understand they're hurt, but exploded by asteroid is a pretty classic act of God. Hot fart. Jaber Al Aden died how he lived. On the moon. Jeff Haraski. We've lost every one of our precious Johns. 
John Dean's family asked us to say, may he rest in the peace he hated in life. John Hector McFarland's family asked us to say, may he rest in war. John McCammon's family asked us to say, may the bastard find no rest. John Minkoff's family chased us off their property with a thresher. Johnny No Fun was ironically too much fun. It turns out space is not the ultimate bong cooler. Joseph Searles will never forget your tragic last words, which were just your own name yelled from a saddle tied to a booster rocket. Now, it may not hurt as badly as losing the Johns, but we lost all of our Joshes too. Josh Fabian, we hope you finally found Alf. Joshua Alf Graves, if only the two of you had met in life. Josh S, we hardly knew ye. Nobody could even find a picture. Leading theories say you were an urban legend. Ken Paisley. K&M. M. Jahi Chappelle. Mac Miserable. Matt Riley, when you enrolled, you told us you wanted to die naked on a comet. We laughed at the time. Max Baroy. Michael Lair. Michael Wells. Now, the school is suing Mickey Lohman's family for defamation. We are not a school full of buttholes who teach kids that rockets point down. Mike Stiles. Moju. N.D. Neil Bailey. Neil Schaefer will miss your laughter most of all. It went like this. War, 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 war. Like a horny walrus choking on a smaller walrus is wild. It's crazy stuff. Neku 104. Nick Ralston, Ozzy Olin, Patrick Herbst, you asked in every class what would happen if you stuck it in the lunar rover. What was the answer, Patrick? Rachel, Rain Vargas, Rihanna, Sarkovsky. Sean Chase is the one who started the deadly rumor that huffing space got you high. Spotty reception. Supernaut had a theory that, in zero gravity, a fart could propel you forever. It's still going, as far as we know. Ted H. Thomas Cavazos. Timmy Leahy overdosed on freeze-dried ice cream. You can only eat four of those in a lifetime, you know. Toasty God. Tom Sekula. Tommy G. Wayland Russell. Yossarian. Yanis Ioannidis. You were our best. Our brightest. The live feed showed you burned that way, too. Dr. Awkward, all of your instructors said it was impossible to do a kickflip in space. They said you'd never land it without gravity. I guess? I guess? I guess the joke's on them because you're kickflipping forever now! <laughs>